Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, let's jump right in and get right to it. It is Stariel Astrology Time with Anne. Let's uh, call her, stay on the board if you're there. We see some of you dropping off there. We are opening the board, and it is uh, for a good reason, because Anne is here. Stariel Astrology is what's happening this hour. Anne, uh, let's get you to reintroduce yourself, the show, and what's up for today. Well, hello to all the great listeners for News for the Soul, and I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and a relaxing weekend ahead. My name is Ann Beversdorf, and I have a webpage called Stariel, S-T-A-R-I-E-L. Star refers to stars in the skies, and I-E-L is an ancient way of saying messenger of. So Stariel means messenger of the stars, and I'm an astrologer. And I use Western astrology, which is what most of us here know, And I also use Indian astrology, which quite often changes the signs of your sun, moon, and ascendant, but it it doesn't, it's not interpreted the same way. So it doesn't change the way you think of yourself as a Leo or a Gemini or whatever. So that's what I do. And I love talking to clients individually, which is why I'm doing this. And I invite any of you to contact me. And you can go to my website, stariel.com. And you can also just email me at ann at stariel.com. And we can set up a reading or just chat about what your situation is and whether you want a reading or not. Thank you so much. There we are, Nicole. <laughs> there we are. Short and sweet. And to the point, that's perfect. So uh, we're going to take an international caller first. 630, you're in the wings. All ones, you're in the other wings. Let's go to international. I believe I know who this is. Bob in Australia, I do believe. Hello, Bob. Hey. Good day, ladies. I'm on, I've only been so hanging out for a reading. This is, this is absolutely oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of... I don't know, floundering around like a feather in a thunderstorm. So, (laughs) (laughs) ah, yes. So, Anne, I'm in your hands, or in your heart, or wherever. Anne, are you still there, Anne? (laughs) Oh God, we can't hear you, Anne, if you're talking. I'm getting refresh. And you might have hit a button or something. You might have okay. muted yourself. Okay. Oh, there you are. Yep. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened, but um, can I get your first name, sir? Sorry? Can I get your first name? Certainly. Um, if you want to be pol- polite, it's Robert. And okay. my friends call me Bob. But Robert right. is... Well, I'll I'll say Bob in here because we're just friends talking right now. And let me get your birth date, the date, month, and year. It was the same as Nikola Tesla. (laughs) Well, not the year. Not the year, right. (laughs) I gathered that. Yeah, 10th of July, 1952. Okay, and 
Do you know exactly what time of day you were born? Um, I get a feeling that it's about 2 a.m. I was um, two months premature cesarean, so. Mm. Well, I'm going to use noon because I'm, I okay. find that like 85% of the time, the feeling times aren't right. <laughs> but noon but you're is the just... <laughs> Pardon me? You're the boss. No. <laughs> I think we've got a delay in the international connection. Okay. Yeah. So what, what city and country were you born in, Bob? Um, probably the closest city to where I was born is London in um, England. Okay. So you exiled yourself to Australia, huh? Oh, uh, Yeah. I was destined to live here. That's right. I don't own a pair of shoes. I, I have a an oh. energetic connection to this land. That that's that's really meaningful when you feel that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have. I'm going to set up two charts for you. One is the Western chart, and the other is the Indian chart. So give me a second here while I enter this again, and it's um, July 10th. 1952, and we're going to do noon, and we're going to do London. Okay. Because I like to look at both the Western chart and the Indian chart. Because the Indian chart, one of the things that's really important about it is each of the planets takes its time being the ruler of your life for a period of years. And right now, you're in a very interesting period of time. It's not a particularly <laughs> long one. It started in October of 2022, and it ends in October of 2029. But it's a K2 period, which is it has the promise of being a highly spiritual period. It also, because your Mercury is very close to this, it means that you were born a communicator, you always were a communicator, and you are continuing to be a communicator. And that, with K2, K2 tends to be self-isolating. And so what we've got is a communication system that doesn't necessarily mean having a crowd of friends around you. It's more of writing, journaling, um, it's reaching out in, in, in person, it can even be telephone or computer, but it's not terribly social in a way. We also know that K2 is spiritual because it causes us to, K2 is the south node in Western astrology. It causes us to look deep inside of ourselves and examine our past, whether it's this life or previous lives, and examine it not from the head, because K2 is the dragon with the head cut off. It's the, it's the body of the dragon. It has a heart and guts and an illumination system. And so what it's asking us to do during this period is use our heart and guts to understand all the things that have happened to us and the things that have been difficult, what good have they given us? And the things that have been good, what can we keep? And what do we need to poop out of the system, so to speak, because they don't serve us in any way at all. So it's that kind of internal understanding that is not from a an intellectual level at all. It's from a deep inside level. And you and I, I might add, are at the age where 
this is a very natural thing to do. And as we look back at our lives, we find that many, many things in our lives relate to a different interpretation than we had for them at the time they occurred. Now, at the moment, each of these periods is divided into sub-periods. So right now, you are in K2 with Venus. And Venus has to do with what you value, what you love, and to a certain extent, what you desire or crave. Venus is, in Indians, is a planet of blame, you know, so it's like, oh, I want fancy jewels or money or, or beautiful homes, but it's about beauty, and it's about values. And so you can interpret this in many ways, but the K2 Venus tends to be a very sweet period of remembering. And so I'm going to start right there because my preference is always to start with a big picture and then work down to the details. So I'm going to go over to the Western chart, and I'm going to look at some of the other big picture things. And this is using something called Sabian symbols, which are an interpretive symbol for each of the 360 degrees of the zodiac. And a circle is, the zodiac is a circle, it has 360 degrees. So when your planet is at a certain degree, we get to see what the symbol is for that planet. And when I talk about symbols, I don't mean literal. It's, you know, if it's talking about the funeral, a funeral is not talking about somebody dying. It's talking about something ending. And symbols can be interpreted in hundreds of ways. So we will work out what your symbols are about. And the first symbol I'm going to read to you is the symbol for your son, which of course is a cancer son in the Western system. And before I even give you the symbol, I'll say your sun is right next to a planet called Uranus, which is my way or the highway, folks. <laughs> so that's a basic part of your nature is this is my way or the highway system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, others really, really strong energies in your chart is your moon is opposite Pluto, which tends to represent issues with mother issues with um, women, and transformational issues having to do with your emotional, mm, uh, with your psychological state. I don't know whether to say psychological or emotional, because what we're really talking about is your state of being. Like, you're not a calm person. You're always somebody looking for transformational change. So those are two basic things we've got set up. Now, the symbol for your son has to do with the gestalt, the deepest nature of who you are. So that symbol reads, a priest performing a marriage ceremony. Now, let me look and see if you were born at 2 a.m. because it might have been, if you were born that early, I think it was a different degree. So let's, um, 2 a.m. This will help us determine. Yes. Okay. And this this one says that the symbol for your son is a hen scratching the ground to find nourishment for her progeny. The practical concern with everyday nourishment necessary to sustain one's outreaching activities. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why um, 
I've written all these books on the gift of depression. That's why I started um, men's support groups up here um, based around recovery, complete recovery from depression because it's doable. I've done it. I am too, yeah. That's that's beautiful. And that ex- that explains to me this writing thing that we were seeing so strongly. Yeah. Okay. And I've got to go change the Indian chart too since we changed this one. So let me file, edit, birth data. I'm just going to say 2 a.m. Okay. We're going to read the chart from the moon. And what this does is it tell us, tells us that the period you're in right now is a period of reflecting on your service and it's changing your schedule. Somehow your schedule, your routine is changing at this point because you're going through this deep process. You're committed to making changes whenever necessary and sometimes when they're not. And you're you're going through a period right now where you're looking at and communicating about schedules and this is again a very strong health period. And so this is telling me because of the earlier time, you're not in the K2 period, you're in the Mercury period. And you've been in that for uh, probably 14 years. Let me check back and see how far. Yeah, you entered that in 2009, so we're looking at 14 years. And right now you're in um, Mercury Saturn. And this, this is the very end of a Mercury period. And what you're likely to be doing now is getting down some of the major things that you've been working on for the last the last 14 years and longer and getting them Saturn is about the the material world and Mercury is about communication and putting them together saying is that you're wanting to communicate something in the material world to make it Saturn endure Saturn is about endure so you're, you're working on a major, I would say, and probably a major written work at this point. Is that fair to say? Yeah, and um, I'm on a mission to eradicate suicide. And from my personal life experience, for me, there is no such thing as mental illness. It's, um, it's just the body's way of telling me that um, I'm not living my truth. And one of my mantras is, my heart is my only compass and my intuition is my only guide yeah uh, well very good we have we talked before probably am yeah i'm all, i love this show so i'm always about yeah okay <laughs> probably yeah because i remember <laughs> the the preventing suicide business and i agree with you on what you're saying about depression um, but for those people who haven't figured out those pieces, what they feel is depression <laughs> because they yeah. haven't figured out who they are and who they're meant to be. And mm. certainly we see depression a lot in people who have been subjugated or put down or not been allowed to express who they really are. And that's a big thing, and it's a social thing as well as an individual thing. But when we can't get it socially, we have to learn to get it individually, the approval for who we are. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I believe our biggest fear 
is the fear of how, how truly powerful we each are individually. That's the biggest fear. People are afraid of, yeah. of how powerful they are, you know. <laughs> I feel as if I'm made of unobtainium now. <laughs> Indestructible. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, with this 2 a.m. time, we have Jupiter in your chart in the 12th house, which is the Santa Claus position. And a friend of mine with this pattern said, his friends always told him, why is it that when you ever, whenever you fall down and shit, you stand up smelling like roses? So that's this really good energy here. And the 2 a.m. chart also gives you Gemini rising in the Western system, again, focusing on this communication aspect. So communication is a very, very powerful part of your chart. I'm trying to find your Mercury. Your Mercury is, oh, your Mercury is right next to Pluto, too. I'm going to see if I've got these two charts set up right. Because there's a Mercury, me too, here, June, July 10th, 52, right? Yeah. Okay. Mercury K2. There's something weird about these charts because I've got the same date and the same time, but they're not, there are some big differences in the charts. Mercury, Saturn, Saturn. Um, I'm still, I'm looking at this Mercury K2, it's 6th house. I don't know why the K2 is showing up in the 6th. I think I may need to eliminate K2 from the Indian system because it doesn't, oh, that's major. I don't know why this is. They're both showing up in um, Gemini. Well, I'm going to work with a chart that works, which is the Western chart right now. Because the, the Indian chart has so many divisions based on the positions of the planets, and each of the positions of the planets multiply and affect many more things. So what we've got going on in your life right now, is that a question? What have I got going on? Yes. Um, what is your question about now? Uh at the moment, I'm um, facing stuff like in the physical realm, um, like uh, I've been told I may have bowel cancer or prostate cancer, um, and I'm tired of being tired, but the way I look at it, um, the tiredness that I feel in the physical realm just means that most of my energy is focused on an inner journey, an inner transformation. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the interesting thing that's been going on the last week, the last full week and maybe about 10 days, is the Mars-Sun combination, which is in your, it's probably in your sixth house of health. And Mars-Sun, it's also opposite Uranus in the chart, and it's been creating an awful lot of upheaval in the world in the last two weeks. Yeah. And certainly it's been going on longer than that, but it's it's kind of reached a crisis point because Mars is about um, 
taking arms, taking up arms. And so the sun has finally passed Mars just recently. But what I'm looking at here is the possibility of surgery. Now, I don't think this is going to be a serious issue because the planet ruling their sign is in your 12th house, which is a really, really good position. So there may be some minor surgery or some incredibly successful surgery. But it does look like we're looking at that issue being brought up. And you're about to get a Jupiter return, which is going to add to that beneficial nature of this combination. So I don't know how, you know, how you're working with your doctor, and I'm not going to tell you you need to get surgery. But it's worth considering. And one of the reasons I say that is when we have a Pluto involvement, which we do in this case, Pluto says you can't make these decisions yourself. You have to turn them over to an expert and get yourself out of the way. So there's there's part of the story we're looking at here. Pluto is just past your sun. It's pretty close to your Venus in the sky. So it's it's a big... I've got to put the dog in his crate. I'll close the door. Um, it's... <laughs> It's a big influencer here, and Pluto is basically here to tell us you are not solely in charge of everything. You need to turn it over to a higher power, which usually means an expert in the field. But it can be anyone. I have a client who's Pluto person. Whenever think, when any issue is unresolvable for her because of a Pluto influence, and she's tried it herself, and it doesn't work. Our mother ends up being the person who can take the issue forward and resolve it. But you need to go to a higher power than yourself on this one. Okay, Bob? Yeah, well, well, my take on that is because I'm master and commander of this life that I do create, I take full responsibility for it. And um, as I said, for me, nature is nurture. So I'm using the Western medical system uh, to come up the diagnosis, like, do I have cancer? Is it benign or malignant? Um, once I'm armed with that information, then I'll, you know, uh, I will take charge of the, the situation. I've already started natural healing protocols with um, chlorine dioxide and um, bicarbonate of soda and molasses and stuff. So on that realm, you know. Um, I, I want to repeat, though, Bob, I have, I have no prejudice whether you should go in traditional Western or natural remedies. But what I'm saying is don't figure out the remedies yourself. Go to a healer that you really respect and have them help you with this. That's going to be, because part of the lesson of this Pluto thing is you're not the one in charge. And Pluto is saying, I'm damn well going to teach you that. So it <laughs> makes it a lot, it's a lot easier if you say, okay, I've got this great healer. And we're going to put that person in charge. And Pluto says, oh, you're doing a great job. Okay, great. And they start rolling out the carpet. So it's not about who's got the right answer. It's about you don't have the right answer. <laughs> yeah. As um, far as the yeah. treatment. And yeah. I, I agree. And I will take the comment about uh, consider oh. surgery advisement. But my greater healer was a guy mm -hmm. that's just passed, passed away was Jim Humble who um, discovered the benefits of chlorine dioxide and mm. um, 
and that thing. And I, I, I used that back in 2005 to, to heal um, my Mercer and Golden Staff. Um, and so for me, the way I look at things, uh, Western medicine tends to um, treat the symptom. Um, exactly, I'm looking at, exactly. Yeah, I'm looking at tumors, uh, just cells that have grown um, abnormally, you know, cells grow and die, but right. cancer cells grow and they keep growing. Now, for me, there has to be a reason to cause that to happen. So cutting it out, for me, isn't the solution. It's dealing with the symptom. I'm, I'm more focused on getting to the root cause of what causes this cell to misbehave. It's a bit like um, that movie, was it Lorenzo's Oil, you know? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm known. I'm known for dig, gnawing up the bone till I get to the microscopic truth. But what yeah. you've shared so far, Anne, is so comforting. So thank you very much. Well, you're very, very welcome. We've, we've got, if you can nail down your exact birth time, um, checking with, I don't know what, what records, you know, where you go for records like that in Great Britain, but... Um, if you could get that, we can get a lot more detail because we're always working with fuzzy information when we don't have the exact time. Well, that's interesting because I was born in the, the Canadian Red Cross Hospital in Taplow in Buckinghamshire, um, mm-hmm. and I was delivered by the Queen's surgeon, and and that hospital, the whole of the hospital management staff over 50 of them, 10 years later, one night, they all disappeared. So I've got my birth certificate here. Oh. Uh, hmm. But it, it doesn't say what time. It's short uh, form. Yeah, quite often, quite often states will offer a short form, which is just more convenient proving that you were born on a certain date. So, but if you've got the short form, you can request the long form because it'll have the time on it. Okay, thanks for that. I'll, I'll give that a bash because, yeah, I would like to know when I was born. But apparently yeah. I, was, I was two pounds I do think you're right. It was, it was early in the day, not later in the day because that, those symbols don't work for you. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I feel. And as I've shared before, I live in a feeling universe not a thinking universe, mm-hmm. I really, mm-hmm. I, bet, I bet my life I'm trusting my feelings. Well, you're, you're a trip, you've got three planets and cancer, so that defines that nature. Cancer <laughs> is the most feeling sign. The funny thing about cancer, though, is quite often they don't show their feelings on the outside. They're extremely strong feelings on the inside. But they, it's the crab has the shell on the outside. The insides are all squishy. So oh, it tends a, to be, yeah. But, yeah, to, I won't take up too much more time. But for me, I'm over that hump. I have no problem. Uh-huh. I often presentations with tears streaming down my face. I've gotten, you know, I've gotten over very, that. Very, very. That, that yeah, that, that expresses lots of growth. Yeah. Looking at your yeah. chart, that's about somebody who's really learned a lot. So thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks, Bob. 
Yeah, find out what your birth time was, and uh, uh, Anne can yeah. to the specificity. Specific. are amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> Take care. You got this. All right. Uh, yeah. da, 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 da. Let's go to nine one seven next. I think that's where I say we're going first. Uh, six zero, you're in the wings. Nine one seven. What's your first name? Where are you calling it from? Oh, hi, Nicole. Thank you so much. Uh, this is Karen in New York. Hi, Karen. Hi. How are you? Hi, Karen. Hi. Thank you. Nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you. Thank well, you. let me get your birth date, uh, month, yes. date, and year. Mm-hmm. March 29, 1950. Uh-huh. And the time of day you were born? 3.19 a.m., New York, New York. Okay, let's look at this first chart. And... You also are a communicator. Um, it's it's like in your head, out your mouth. <laughs> There's a lot of people I talk to. <laughs> they've got to think about something. Somebody says something, they've got to think about it for an hour or a day, and then and then they've got to reply. But yours is just snap on. Um, and you've got an interesting pattern here because you've got intensive fire because your sun and your moon trine each other very closely. And the sun and the moon are the masculine feminine principles, and they are, they're not literally planets, they're the lights. And lights give light to us. They give light to our lives, and they give light to the earth, and they allow things to grow and, and allow us to see at night, unless it's a new moon. And to have these together, so tightly together, and with your Mercury in a fire sign, you, you're very much a communicator. You're a very dramatic communicator, and with Aquarius rising, you are definitely a rebel. You tend to see things before other people see them, sometimes years before. But you could also be the kind of person who says something in a group, and nobody hears it, and then the next person picks it up and says it like it's a new idea. Is that fair? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. And, and Thank you... you are the kind of person who's not going to let that stand. You're, you're likely to say, no, I said that five minutes ago. <laughs> and and women, women have trouble expressing that because when a woman has this type of pattern, um, we've been put down and ignored so often, it's sometimes hard to stand up and say, you know, listen, I just said that. You can't present it as your idea ten minutes after I said it. I said it. Let's discuss it. <laughs> right. So that's yeah, that's an interesting pattern. Um, the ruler of Uranus is Saturn, and I like to use the old rulers. And Saturn is in your eighth house, and you've got Mars and Saturn together in the eighth house, and they're in Virgo. And so you have a very you have a tendency. Well, first of all, I'm going to skip over to Pluto in your seventh house. You have a tendency to attract very powerful partners or 
um, romantic or business partners who tend to rely on their power and tend to want to overpower you. And this, this is a tricky combination, but what it's saying is Pluto, you, I always talk to Platonic people because I'm a Platonic person, but Pluto is the constant reminder that you are not in charge of everything. And there are times you have to let things go. But it also means that if you get into a relationship, when, when I've got to get that dog to stop. I'm sorry, Nicole, and I'm sorry, Karen, and I'm sorry, audience. But I'm just having an absolute connection. Yes, he has not um, quite outgrown his puppyhood. Oh. You know, I've had three chihuahuas in my life, and not one of them has barked. Doesn't bark at all. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Very lucky. He's the first barker. <laughs> he's my first he's drive me quiet. crazy puppy. <laughs> okay, he's out of the way now. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay, so the other thing you need to be aware of is getting involved with men who are compellingly attractive, but not good for you. And you need to know when to say enough. This isn't good for me. I'm not going to stay here. So that's just a word to the wise. You and I are old enough that we've already been there and done that, but it's still something to watch for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I thought I was past that, but good to keep in mind. No, you can't ever say you're past that. My mother married for the second time at 88. Mm. Wow, okay. Yeah. Love of her life, love of his life. Oh, wow. Let's see what's going on in the sky. What's going on in the sky is you've probably had a couple of flirtations in the last few days because Venus and Neptune, or it's very magical thinking having to do with spiritual connections. So that's been high up, and it's approaching a trying to your natal Venus. And Venus, you know, it's a planet of love, it's a planet of desire. Venus rules your home. It rules, it lives in the very first chart. It's what you present. In fact, you would present to the world a beautiful person. I mean, you, you appear, you're beautiful. And, but, but not in the Grace Kelly way. It's Again, off the beaten track, beautiful. You <laughs> probably in the way you costume yourself. And um, we're about mm-hmm. to get a trine in the sky from this Venus, which is close to Neptune, which is that magical planet. And it's about to trine to Venus. And this is the ruler of your ninth house, which is a house of religion and education. So there may be something that you are just beginning to learn or you are in the process of learning or you will shortly start learning, that seems incredibly important, not in an intellectual way, but in a heartfelt way. You're moving into that territory of of a new learning process. And that's always nice to see in a chart. Now, today I've been on a spiritual journey for a long time, and I I recently signed up for an angel course. It was a Okay, you're going to find that incredibly... 
you're going to find that profound and meaningful. And you can take an angel course at any time in your life, but this time it's going to be very, very deeply meaningful. Wow. In, um, in the work in Esalen, Richard Tarnas was an astrologer. He's also a very well-known history professor. And he was working with Stanislav Grof on why is it that some people who go through Esalen, we're going back, you know, the 70s, 60s and 70s, why is it that some people who go through the program here have profound life-changing experiences and others just have an interesting time? <laughs> what, what's the difference? And they went through every kind of psychological test they could think of until Rattanus said, let's look at their charts. And every time it was indicated in the chart that it was going to be profoundly changing or deeply spiritual, therefore changing, all of these things were indicated so dramatically in the chart, but not by psychology, not by anything they could test for. So I, I found that a fascinating note. Yeah. 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 Wow. So you're looking at one of those things. You're going to make some, some big connections. I'm going to go over mm-hmm. and um, enter your data, which I'm going to ask you to give me again in the Indian system. Okay. Um, March 29, okay. uh-huh. 1950. And the time was 3.19 a.m.? 3.19 a.m. And the city and state was New York, right? New York, New York, New York. Manhattan. New York. That's where my sister lives. Okay. And then we've got Venus rising again opposite the moon in its own sign, which is a very good moon. You are in a Rahu period. Bless your heart. (laughs) You started that in January of 2020, just in time for COVID. And you will be in this probably for most of the rest of your, well, no, if it were 48. Yeah, you'll be in this until 2038. So this is a period that's long. And the thing about Rahu is it increases your desire for things. But they're head-oriented desires, not not heart and gut-oriented desires. So it tends to cause a little bit of um, false starts. Mm-hmm. It can cause disappointment. In I mean, you're, you're very likely to achieve what you're going after in this period of time, but you're not going to get... I'm trying to get the... can't talk and operate the computer at the same time, so hang on a second. <laughs> there. Rahu... Rahu. You're in Rahu Jupiter right now. It it tends to give you a lot of information, a lot of success, a lot of experiences. None of them are the none of them give you the peace 
of spirit. They excite you, and then you're moving on to another one, <laughs> you know? And you're in a, a really neat period of the Rahu Dasha right now because you're in Rahu Jupiter, and they work very well together. And they are, well, Rahu is in Jupiter's sign, so it's going to act a lot like Jupiter. You've got the same Jupiter that I have in your chart, which is, no, you don't. You've got an, a Capricorn Jupiter, which is a very good Jupiter. Um, and it's mm-hmm. your second house. So finances is a strong suit for you. It works well. And um, and you may spend a lot of money on foreign travel or foreign adventures. Not now. In your life. In your life. Mm-hmm. I was just, in mm-hmm. your lifetime. Um, okay. Mars is opposite Jupiter by um, by its retrograde position. And this gives you the confidence to get things done that you wouldn't normally. I mean, Jupiter-Mars com- combined are powerful together. And this also puts the Mars in connection with Saturn. And Mars-Saturn are a good combination because Saturn is, um, Saturn is deliberate, thoughtful, careful, cautious, and Mars is go for it. And so when you put them together, your deliberate, cautious nature doesn't get you stuck because Mars is prodding you and say, well, do something, do something. And on the other hand, the Mars, which by itself would do something, do something, and you end up blowing up the house because you did something wrong, the Saturn is sitting next to it saying, uh, think about this a little bit. So it's a good combination mm-hmm. for making you do things in a responsible manner. And it's yeah. encouraged by Jupiter, which says you've got the confidence to keep going on a project. And this is a very lovely and very exciting chart, truly. Um mm-hmm. Have you done a lot of, I would say, teaching or educating or communication work with people from another country? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. I have one friend yeah. who's from Europe, okay. but not a lot of people. Well, uh, I was going out on a limb there because we've got the planet of foreign countries and a sign of foreign countries, but it's not in a house of foreign companies, countries. So I was thinking there might be a lot of communication. And the other thing we can see from this Indian chart is that you've got Mercury and Sun right together. Let me see what your apakarka is, Venus. Venus is your, Venus is your soul indicator, and it's right in your ascendant, which tells me that you are working your soul's purpose in this life. And having Sun and, and Mercury right together in Pisces makes you brilliant, but not brilliant in the like mathematician sense. You, mm-hmm. Einstein had this kind of pattern. With a, It's a debilitated Mercury, but it's in the sign of spirituality. So it's like the information you get comes to you from, not a book, it comes to you from instinct, from from connection to spirit in a way. So you, you get a lot of information from um, non-physical sources. You wow. probably talk in story. You tell stories to communicate a point. And when you understand something, you understand it in a story version. So you, you can use a lot of metaphors. And 
you're, you're almost compelled to communicate in this pattern because Rahu, which is the period you're, you're running until 2038, Rahu is right there with that Sun and Mercury. And Sun and Mercury communicate with Jupiter, and Jupiter's in the second house of money. It's a good money chart in general. Let me look at something else here. Great. Um, okay. Your yogi planet in Mars. Um, so the period before 2020, you had a six-year period where a lot more money came into your life than before. It was a, it was a very remunerative period, so to speak. Uh-huh. And we've also got Venus as your second best money planet. And when we go back to your chart, we see that wonderful Venus in the first house, which is soul indicator. And so one thing you never have to ask yourself is, I'm making money. Does that mean I'm not doing spiritual work? No, your chart is saying you do spiritual work and make money at it. Wow. So I've I've run off my mouth on a lot of things. Where does that connect with your life, Karen? <laughs> um so, so far in subtle ways, maybe. Um mm-hmm. I've ended up kind of being an indirect caregiver. What like, you know, mm-hmm. not a paid, you know, Yes, yes. In a, in a position, but I was a caregiver for, you know, my grandmother for a number of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that kind of took me out of the world of making real money and pursuing my dreams. That's a long story. But, um, and I, then I was a, somewhat of a caregiver um, to my partner who passed in 2019. And it was through him mm-hmm. I had some more money available. So that does yeah. make sense. Um, I and have, you know, a former educator. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I'm not a formal educator, but I have, you know, I've helped people one-on-one with advice mm-hmm. and from, you know, health stuff to spiritual kind of stuff and just whatever day-to-day guidance. Um, I did that with a friend who I helped a lot through the years, and especially this past year, and in many, many ways. And she just passed a week and a half ago. Um, So anyway, in just small ways, not that I've been getting, you know, really paid as a career or a job. Um, Uh, Well, I understand that. One thing I I always do acting. Well, I want to go back and say one thing. I'm always telling people, don't consider success and income related to career. That, that, that is the low level of success. The higher levels of success are doing what your soul is calling you to do. And you have Saturn, that responsibility planet we talked about, in the sixth house, which is the house of service. So mm-hmm. you are going to take on responsibility beyond what you beyond what's expected, beyond what is necessary for yourself. That's that's one of the things Saturn in that kind of service position does is you'll take on too much. And I do have to suggest that you not, but I don't think that's a problem because I do think it's fulfilling this 
your instinctive knowledge, like helping your late friend, it's not coming from a book. It's not necessarily coming from your personal experience. It's coming from your wisdom. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, it's a different, a different kind of story. And when we're looking at your Atmakarka on the first house, again, it's a very protective planet because Venus is very happy in Saturn's sign, which it's in. And... And being your, I mean, it's just, it's really a strong planet for you, a good planet for you. And in your, um, there are two charts in the Indian system that you mainly look at. One is the exact birth chart, and one is a kind of a multiplication of the position of the planets that get a chart that really talk about, if the birth chart is the tree, the fruit tree, the mm-hmm. The Navasha yeah. is how sweet is the fruit or not. <laughs> and when we look at your Navamsha, again, we have moon connected with Jupiter, Sun, Mercury, and we're using the moon as the ascendant to this chart. But we could use the ascendant because then it's in the seventh house. It's angular. It's a very, very strong spiritual connection. And it has everything to do with service. Saturn in the sixth house again. But we also read the chart from Venus. And from Venus, we see Saturn in the second house, which says money comes later in life and it comes slowly, but it comes. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's a fascinating chart and it's an impressive chart. And oh. hearing that you've spent much of your life in, much of your later life anyway, in caregiving kind of positions and care, caregiving oh, my prejudice here caregiving from love mm-hmm. is far more important than caregiving for money although there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with caregiving for money and we in this world all need money to survive so it's a it's a it's a good profession but the right. caregiving from love is is profoundly meaningful for a, a spiritual growth position, which is what the Indian chart tends to look at. Are you leading, are you doing things that are leading to your spiritual growth and your accumulation of good karma? Um, But I do want to say a thing about karma here. It's not like, oh, if you're good in this life, you'll get a great next life. When you're good in this life, it goes into this great big soup pot of all the karma you've ever done since the day your soul came into life, (laughs) tens of thousands of years ago. And every time you come into a new life, you stick a ladle into the pot and scoop out some karma. And that's what you're going to work on in this life. So you can have a couple of great lives, and then your next life you're picking up some gristle, and it's not, not so smooth. Or you can have a bad life, and the next life you pick up you know, the choices, pieces, of soup stuff. But it, it adds up, mm-hmm. and it adds to your soul's development. So it's a rather nice piece here. Wow, well, great. That's, that sounds wonderful. Now, I feel well, better. it looks wonderful. <laughs> it looks wonderful. I just want to say, I've just been drawn to, you know, helping people. It's like I couldn't help it. I, I felt right. it, you know. Yeah, I right. feel bad for them. want to jump in, yeah. Yeah, and... and the only caution I'll give with Saturn, Saturn is a good, 
it's it's often often a feared planet, but it's a good planet because because it's about responsibility and endurance and duration and commitment and respect and dignity. And the problem is if you give Saturn too much energy, it's like every time there's thinking. Some of you guys may have heard this before, but I had a teacher who had an old, he was a spiritualist, and he had this old black spiritualist teacher who said, you know, your Saturn, it's, it's too strong. She wasn't an astrologer, but I, that's what I could see in his chart. She said, Jeannie, you walk down that street and you see a big old rock and you think somebody's going to bust their tire on that big old rock and you pick it up and you put it in your backpack and you take another few steps, there's another big old rock and you pick that one up. Honey, by the time you get to the end of the block, you can't walk. These not your rocks. Put them down. Yes. That's the Saturn story. (laughs) They're not your rocks. And the other thing about things not being your rock is that Mm -hmm. if you do for somebody else what they came into this life to learn, you have removed their opportunity to do it for themselves. This isn't about caring for people who are ill, but it is true about caring for people who've made a lot of bad decisions. And if you bail people out in that situation, what happens is they don't learn what they came here to learn, and you have therefore picked up that karma for yourself. Ooh. So it doesn't help them and it doesn't help you. So give it back, even at this stage in life. You're, you're younger than me. Even at this stage in life, we can give back to them the responsibility for their decisions in a, you know, in a, in a spiritual prayer kind of activity of your own. My, I've been working on boundaries, so I think also yeah. related to this. So yeah, yeah, very yeah. good. Well, thank that, you so much for calling. Yeah. Thank you. What a lovely reading. I can't wait to listen to it again. It's a lot to oh, absorb. Good. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Thank you. Thank you. And if you, you're so very well. Holiday weekend if you're celebrating. Oh, I, it's been, it was a wonderful Thanksgiving with some great good. neighbors and their family, and we just had a, a wonderful time. So oh, life nice. is good. Life is good. good. Very good. Okay. Thanks for well, thank you. I think we're about that time, aren't we? I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you. We are. We've got about three minutes to the top, so we need you to get to your shameless self-promotion while there's still some time. Well, I would say if you want to get a reading where we can spend an hour, an hour and a half looking at your chart, your issues, your growth, your desires, and all the kinds of things we've been talking about today, Give me a jingle on email, and we'll set up a time. Or if you want to ask me something about what we might cover or how we do it, do that. I tend to like to use Zoom so that you, we can see each other, and then I can send you the whole thing where you can see the chart and what I'm pointing to and what I'm talking about will all be recorded, and you'll be recorded, and so you get the whole thing. So I really encourage you to do that. I love talking to clients. I mean, I really love it. So you are not in um, in my way in any way. And Nicole, thank you again. 
Thanks, Anne. This is always a, a great adventure connecting with you. I love the, the two different styles that you do and the in-depth nature of the readings. To all the people we didn't get through, call in earlier next time. Try again. Don't give up. And uh, we'll see you next time. And happy holidays to everyone tuning in. We'll be back with more right after this. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. (laughs) 